disclaimer, I'm so sorry. Before we jump in the episode, uh, we set the setting, not we, I set the settings of the microphones to the wrong setting. So I sound like I'm screaming into the mic and Shane sounds like a soft, faint whisper. We do figure it out after a certain part of the episode. So it kind of equals out by that point. But until that point, I am so sorry. Let's jump into the episode. Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Go, go, G-O-F-I-G-H-T, win. For a second, I thought you were spelling faggot. Because <laughs> you say so much. F-F-A-G-G-O-T, suck that D. Mm, <laughs> Thank you. That could be on that F-F-A-G-G-O-T-T, suck that, nope, that wasn't right. Wow. Hey guys, I'm a faggot. <laughs> and I'm the D. And you're listening to Bruce Snacks. Roll it up now. Oh my god, did you hear that in my throat? No. Anyways, um, now that Thanksgiving is over, what are you thankful for? Because clearly, we spent that entire day of reflection about what we could give thanks for, and I'm sure we have plenty of things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my alone time. Because <laughs> <laughs> your mom was in town. My mom and my sister were in town. Oh, my Five God. Five full days. <laughs> my that mom was, just started sweating. <laughs> that that was the first time that I've, like, hung around your mom. And obviously, yeah. like, I've met your mom and your sister. Is that at- the first time you saw my mom since graduation? I want to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, she said that, and I was like, no way. 2011, yeah. Because she... Came out to Disney a few times, but we weren't friends like that where she would have, like, seen you. She saw me once in Tron, but it was, like, mid-show, and I couldn't really, like, say anything. It was just like, hey. And I want to say your entire family was with her. They were. They were all out here then. But, again, I I still think that was college years. That was graduation. That's yeah. the only time my whole family was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, I see where you get your pointless details from when you're telling a story. I'm not that bad. No, she's she's bad. You know how you guys, when you're listening to the podcast, Shane will throw in details. Let me give you an example, okay? <laughs> the example is, I'm like, what did you eat today, Shane? And he'll be like, well, oh my God. So I was having this like banana... Uh, split thing and you know bananas like bruise and when they bruise there's like this caramely golden like light brown thing and then they get like mushy especially like an inch or two every so often and well my banana was doing that and then I put like blueberries on top and the blueberries you know like when you get blueberries if you don't eat them within the first week they get a little bit mushy well the blueberries were a little bit mushy and then um when I was putting the granola on there was chia seeds but there wasn't enough chia seeds you know chia seeds like they come in a pack oh where from Trader Joe's well, I normally get them from Trader Joe's, but sometimes I get them from Costco. And the che- that is my kind of story. Like, girl, what? All I need to say is I got a granola banana I put together. Great. Thank you for the facts. But literally when we were at P.F. Chang's and we were eating, yeah. like you had us, you had me and Russell come with you to eat dinner with your family. I literally had to stop because I was like, how the fuck did we get where we are in this story? <laughs> Because I was like, I do not know how we got here. Do you remember last night when we were sitting on the couch? I got up and I was like, I'm going to shower. I, my anxiety was through my head. Like, I couldn't deal. And I was like, thanks for the tag out, girl. <laughs> like, she was telling you about waiting to be picked up early in the day. Yes. Because you said, oh, what was your day like? And she goes, oh, we were waiting for Russell to come pick us up from the hotel. 
And there was a parade of um, motorcyclists that went by. It was like 200 of them. I learned how to drive a motorcycle when I was like 16. <laughs> then she and went the in. guy who taught me, his dad oh, no. is an Irish guy. And he, his background, like at that point I was like, I've had a day, like a full day plus four days for sure of this. stories like that i need to go like wipe this because when you got mind. up she started the story literally exactly yeah. what you said i was like what did you do today yeah. and tell me why i sat there and listened to her explain how she <laughs> rode motorcycles up until she was about her early 20s and she started riding them when she was a kid and i was like wait where like literally i didn't have shit to do so i was like just let me go yeah. on this ride and it was kind of like a meditative moment for me where I was kind of drifting in and out of consciousness. <laughs> but I was like listening and I was like, I don't even remember what the fuck I asked her. <laughs> you know me, I'm like not good with shit like that. But you know, you play nice. So I'm like, oh, oh my God. And I'm like trying to relate. Like what kind of motorcycle? And she's like, da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, so tell me which ones those are. And, you know, she loved that because it gave her all the opportunities to just chit chat. Yeah. So other than your alone time, what else are you grateful for? <laughs> I bought a fuzzy sweater and I'm so thankful for Ooh. that. Ooh. Yeah. Cozy, what, cozy. It's like honestly the simple things right now that are keeping me really happy. Yeah. Like I went to Uniqlo tonight to get that fuzzy sweater that mm-hmm. I wanted. And I was thinking about the rest of the mall and I was like, I don't feel the need to shop for anything else. Yeah. Like I want my fuzzy sweater because it's going to keep me warm and happy. And that is like enough for me right now. Mm -hmm. It's like very little things that are, I'm like very thankful. for. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm thankful for is I feel like the universe really has my back. Mm. It's weird because I feel like when I worry about something and I just take a step back and like really talk myself out of the worry. Cause you know, like obviously anxiety is the fear of something in the future and I'm like, the future is going to come whether I worry about it or not. Just deal with it when it comes kind of thing, right? And you know how I was saying like, oh my God, I'm so nervous because Brandon moved out, our roommate. And I was like, I don't know if I should have another roommate move in or not. And like, I started worrying about money. And then I'm like saying in previous episodes, I'm like broke as fuck. And then I was like, well, let me just see what comes up. And then my dad was telling me how he refinanced his house. I was like, maybe I should look into refinancing my house, which, you know, without going into detail, we talked about it earlier on the podcast a couple episodes ago. But long story short, I don't have to pay December. You still have to pay December. No, No, bitch. No, 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 no. timing. The universe has our backs. (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't have to pay my mortgage in December because it skips a month of mortgage. All my rent money will go towards the Christmas decorations. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to holify your house. So long story short, I'm getting money back from the last loan that was paid off now because of the refinance. I have no clue how this adult shit works, but money's coming in and I don't know where it's coming from, but he said it's mine. So I was like, great. Because I guess when you do something, see, I sound stupid. I am stupid. I don't sound stupid. I am stupid. (laughs) But long story short, money's coming. And because of the coronavirus is like kind of like picking back up, things, you know, like I help at the gym and stuff, things are starting to slow down there because of that, that now I have more time to fly because Mm -hmm. of whatever the case is. And I'm picking up more time there. So it's kind of balancing out and the stress is kind of subsiding, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm uh, all that said, I am grateful that the universe always seems to have my back in some way. And I always feel like I get caught up in the moment of being like, Oh my God, what do I need to do? But then I just take a step back and I'm like, everything that I, had previously has worked out so just trust the process yeah. and the process has been fine yeah even when i'm like really sad it always mm. turns out for like a lesson of what i needed to learn or something like that mm. so i'm grateful for that good how I mean, you just gave me a third reason to be thankful what's that 
No rent December. No rent December, Shane. No rent December. No, you're right. No. Yeah, rent I'm right. December. I'm right. No, I'm not right. like no rent December, but no comma rent December. Like no, no you're rent, wrong. Comma, rent December. December. <laughs> <laughs> so when you made Thanksgiving dinner, how was yeah. it? Well, because your your cook time. your cooking is questionable. My cooking was on point this thing was it actually it was it turned out way better than i could have expected two things played into that well not two things but i was talking to russell just a bit ago Mm -hmm. and i said i don't like playing host in the days following or leading up to when i'm actually hosting something like i had my mom and sister here for the three days prior to actual thanksgiving i felt like i had i see what you're saying yeah prepare and like gather what it was that i was gonna do with my day i was like i hope i have all the ingredients i need because we're just gonna go for it weren't you this bitch ass motherfucker who was saying last podcast i'm in the mood for hosting that's my in-season hosting and then sitting here being being no 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 being ungrateful your your mom and sister flew all the way in from the midwest so that you could host your little lucky i let them (laughs) You can host your little parties, and all of a sudden after Thanksgiving, you want to be ungrateful. So, got it. Okay, okay, I'm following. Cool. So, um, but in also thinking about that retrospect, it was probably better because I didn't plan. So, like, the day just kind of went how it went. Yeah. But it worked out. Like, I had gotten enough charcuterie business um <laughs> set out to where in my mind because the sun sets so early i was like i'm so behind everybody eats dinner at like 3 p.m and i was like i still have like four things to go yeah. in the oven it was only like 5 30 by the time we ate so i was like we're good that's still like a good time um but yeah i was wiped russell was like did you remember me kissing you this morning when i left and i was like no he goes you were out last night and i was like yesterday was so long in a good way because i was like by the time we sat down and then we're like cutting pie, I was like, they all kept saying, thank you so much for this dinner. And I was like, oh, I did put on that dinner. Like I did do that. Yeah. And then uh, Jakara brought in Earth Cafe pie, mm-hmm. which is literally, if you know what a, a real deep dish pizza is, it was like the, the Thick thickness ass pie, of, yeah. of a deep dish. And I was I was like, Jakara, do you want to cut it? And he goes, no, you like, this is your party. You cut it. And I was like, oh, it is my party. I will cut it. And I'm never that person, so right. it's like nice to be that person yeah. for other people. What was your favorite dish that you made that you were like, "Oh, I sleep this"? Cafe pumpkin pie. <laughs> you didn't even make it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the macaroni and cheese. Okay. Because that was my like pride and joy mm-hmm. of the day. Like every ingredient, I had to like personally grate, and I did. I did all my dishes homemade, minus the turkeys, but. Um, the macaroni and cheese was the most successful, I think. Mm. But I did learn in doing that that I prefer the macaroni and cheese to just come straight out of the pot than to be baked. To bake it, yeah. yeah. It takes all the like creaminess out of right. out of it. Yeah. I went to Kyle's house for my Thanksgiving and I I feel bad like showing up with nothing. So I was like, please give me a dish to cook. Like I don't want to sh- cause he was like, I'll take care of everything. And I was like, no, I'm gonna cook something. So I was the one to make the mac and cheese yeah. and I did bake it. But what was kind of annoying is that they just moved into their new house, which is not annoying, but the annoying part is like, I didn't want to make it there cause I didn't know what supplies they would have. So I made it here the night before, but I think what you're supposed to do is make the mac and cheese and put it right in the oven. Cause I made yeah. the mac and cheese up to the point you put it in the oven and then put it in the fridge for the following uh-huh. day. And I just feel like that threw off the whole bit. Mm. It was fine. It tasted whatever, yeah. but on the way home, 
you know, everyone's like, please get rid of this food. Like, we're not going to eat it. Da, 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 da. Well, Ted didn't want me to go empty handed. So he's like, no, take your mac and cheese. We took a portion. I was like, I don't eat leftovers. Like, yeah. do not give me mac and cheese, especially mac and cheese. Like, this mac and cheese was for the party or for you guys, yeah. not for me to take home. And he's like, no, take it. So I like locked, ran to my car and locked it. He put that mac and cheese on top of my car and I was like, I'm not taking it off. So I'm driving off. He's like, okay. I drove off and that shit splatted oh in the God. ground. So, so wasteful. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it was my fault. I will say though, two things. Well, secondly, I also brought over dessert. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. It was uh, some Oreo fucking bullshit. I don't even know. It was like, you know, like when you eat a dessert, you're like, oh my God, this is so good. But then when you see it made, you're like, yeah. wait, I shouldn't be eating this. Yeah. It was one of those dirt desserts, but it tasted like an Oreo cookies and cream pizookie. Mm. What you do is just put a line of Oreos on the bottom of a pan, uh-huh. then cover that bullshit with condensed milk, okay. a can of, like a 14 ounce can condensed of condensed milk. milk. really grosses me out. Th- that's what I'm saying. It's gross when you see the com- Not even components. Like, I'm sure the rest of the ingredients are like fattening-esque, but like just condensed milk on its own, regardless of any other dish we're talking about, really grosses me out. Well, no. That's how I felt about the mac and cheese because the mac and oh. cheese was like whipping cream, cream cheese, three cups of cheese. But I can get behind Ugh. all those ingredients on their own where no. I'm like, oh, I like cheese and I like nah. cream cheese and whatever. Condensed milk, I'm like, I don't, no part of me <laughs> is ever like, grab a can of condensed yeah. milk. Yeah. yeah. But it was Oreos, condensed milk, then Cool Whip on top, just an eight ounce <laughs> tub of Cool Whip. Yeah. And then you pour a chocolate fudge cake, just the mix on top, like Duncan Hines or Betty Crocker. Oh and then you put a half of, a one and a half stick of butter on top. Don't mix any of it and just bake it like that. So the the top kind of gets like a caramelized crust yeah. and it's kind of dry, but it was so good. It was a little too decadent, but I would okay. do it again. Too much for one person, but bomb as fuck for that one sitting. So yeah. good. But it was funny because we were all sitting there at dinner and you know me, I can't keep my mouth shut and I'm super like, just like honest. Yeah. And sometimes it's like bad timing or no tact, but you know, I don't give a fuck to be honest. As everyone was, like, done slaving away in the kitchen, I was eating all the food, and I was like, okay, guys, don't get me wrong. And even when I started there, I was like, I shouldn't say this shit, but I'm going to. I already put it out there because I can't take it back now. I was like, after eating this, this doesn't – this isn't to say about what I'm currently eating, but, like, I fucking hate Thanksgiving food. And everyone was like, oh, my God, me too. (laughs) Because, like, everything we had was your traditional Thanksgiving, like, turkey, stuffing, mac and cheese, sweet potato, casserole, whatever, green bean casserole, ugh, and all that shit but like i never ever throughout the year want to be like oh i have a taste for stuffing or i have a taste for cranberry sauce you know what i mean yeah and so going through that experience i was like everyone else was like yeah i fucking hate thanksgiving food we didn't even want to do a turkey but we felt like we should i was like next year if we do eat together can we please vow that we're just gonna get it catered with something that we actually enjoy whether it's tacos or like barbecue food or some bullshit because i was like this is not doing it for me (laughs) and it was just funny because we all came together in that moment to be like yeah like let's not fuck like let's pull the curtain away you know and fuck the niceties this is shit (laughs) see i like all of the sides the turkey i could care less about yeah that's why i cheated with the i will say to anybody who's listening for following for future reference um the bagged bone-in turkey breast from trader joe's it's like an herb butter garlic Uh thing is so good. It was good. They cook really moist. So normally I don't like turkey because it just always tastes dry. dry. Gross. Yeah. This was, I was sad because there's no dark meat option on it because it's all just the breast of mm-hmm. it. But it is so, so good. I ended up buying two three pound turkeys and thank God I did because the second one was gone as of today. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that turned out really well. 
But I will say all of my Thanksgiving dinner sat so well in my stomach that on the back end of Thanksgiving, it ran out of my system. Girl, she said. This morning I was like, something crawled in my ass and died last night. Like that's all. <laughs> I was grossed out by my Your booty's like, like, Thanksgiving, you mean Thanksgiving. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Just let it all out. <laughs> For real. Yo, Dookie should land right into that toilet. <laughs> so sorry you guys <laughs> i swear i was not yelling into that microphone in that last segment my gain was just up which probably means nothing to you guys but it just picks up more sound <laughs> and i'm loud as is and i'm perfect as is wow so. i probably was screaming into your fucking ear scrolling my bad well now that you said that your mom was home isn't it weird how now that we're older our dynamic just shifts mm-hmm was there something this weekend that happened with your parent, with your mom, that made you be like, oh, my God, I'm an adult now? Yes, yeah, she started talking. Oh, what was the con- the context of the con- conversation? It was something about where a dick was sitting, and she's like, pull it to the right. Like, she started talking about, like, sex. And I was like, I felt a little uncomfortable because I didn't know how Russell was going to take it because <laughs> I know, like, his mom doesn't talk like that. Yeah. But once he was fine, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, I was like, well, I'm an adult. Yeah. And so was my sister because she's saying in front of both of us. Yeah. And Russell was laughing. So that just feeds my mom's ego and being like, let me do more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like when I've been with my parents recently, I've had a lot of those moments. And in looking at like the week and yesterday, I was really able to provide for my mom. Mm. And like, she left me like a little bit of money in my glove compartment before she got out of my car. But she only did that because she knew I wasn't taking it. Because I was like, I don't want your... Like, yeah. I'm not asking you for money. Yeah. So, like, just keep it. Because I feel like I'm a little more stable financially. And I would like to just, like, provide a good time away from home for her. So that was nice, too. Because I was like... I spent all of my money on Thanksgiving food. And I didn't have to ask my mom to, like, help me cook everything. And, mm-hmm. like, manage the day. And mm-hmm. that was really nice, too. Yeah. I feel like when we are now adults... It's crazy because when we start taking on these adult roles, like mm-hmm. hosting Thanksgiving and stuff, or even being around your mom, because you know, like your mom, she's kind of a spaz in the best way possible, mm-hmm. but then you're like realizing like, oh, she's kind of a mess. A lot. And you're like, how the fuck did she raise me and my other uh-huh. siblings to well, get to this point? <laughs> wait, that was the thing is her messiness used to be blamed on having four kids. And I'm like, fair enough. You have four fucking kids under between me and Chloe, there's four years, but then they're each 16 months apart. So like, you know, under like eight years old, she had four of us. And I'm like, that's a lot to keep up with Mm -hmm. and handle. And so we were like always late everywhere. There were always like 25 bags for everything. And now I'm like, girl, it's just you. And there's still 25 bags and you're still always late. (laughs) So like, you don't have an excuse anymore, but then it, it's like my fault for bringing it up if if I you right know, yeah right yeah it's funny too because like my mom as yeah. as you saw she <laughs> called me on Thanksgiving to be like what are you doing and I was just playing a trick on her I was trying to make her feel bad I was like mom I'm alone in a hotel like I'm working and she goes <laughs> just laughs in my face she's like oh that sucks it's like what a bitch <laughs> she laughed so instinctively like she there was did. no like pause or like oh that sucks and then a giggle like. It's our natural reaction. But literally, that's my family where, like, if something is sad, we don't 
fall yeah. into that we're like oh that sucks we just say what it is like if that is the case luckily it wasn't this year this was actually the first thanksgiving i had that i didn't work in probably a good i would say 12 years Damn. i've worked in the past 12 years for thanksgiving and christmas yeah, yeah. but choicefully not because right. i wanted to but anyways yeah when i think about driving to the airport today my mom was like I don't know why she brings this up as we're like saying our goodbye or about to say our goodbye, but she's like, do you see, do you see yourself moving in with Russell? And I was like, yeah, eventually not tomorrow or, you know, whatever. And she goes, well, do you see yourself marrying him? And I was like, he's a marrying type, but that puts a lot of pressure on me to be like, yeah, I'm going to marry him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like those types of questions. Like for me at this point, if I'm going to be in this long of a relationship, cause I met him a year ago yesterday, so at that point, like I'm invested in this long term, but like those types of questions, especially on a whim where like we weren't talking about anything else mm-hmm. before made me feel going back to your question, like very adult where I was like, yeah, I guess we're talking about marriage now. And that is like a lot to take on mm-hmm. when I'm talking to my mom because I'm the oldest. And so I feel like not that she expects me to do the things that like kids our age would typically be doing because I like to fight against a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. But I told Russell, I was like, I kept waiting for her to ask me like about kids because I was going to be like, after a week with you and Chloe, hell no, (laughs) (laughs) not with anybody. (laughs) But I do have a longing for a dog. Really? Yeah. What kind of dog would you get? Australian Shepherd. Oh, those are cute. Yeah. Those are the ones with like two different eyes and stuff, right? They can, yeah. They're typically like um, multicolored. And it's like a medium sized dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't feel like... Marriage is on my horizon. I think that's just being single for so long. But also, like, I don't think I've ever been in love with a person so much so that I would want to feel that direction. Yeah. Um. So it's good that you feel that way. But yeah. again, like you saying that you and Russell have been there together for a year, Not this is not a reflection on your relationship. But if I were to put myself in that mindset, when people get married after being together for a year, I still feel like that's too soon. I agree. Like, I feel like I would want to be together for like five years. before I decide but then also that's coming from a place of feeling like relationships have come and go on like a four-year track yeah from the previous life I've lived as a kid like every four years two to four years Mm -hmm. we would be moving and the friends that I had we don't really talk very much so it Mm -hmm. always feels like cyclical in that sense yeah obviously my adult life I've had relationships a lot longer than that but still I feel like they ebb and flow in certain ways where we'll be really close for a couple years and then we kind of falling out but then we come back together which is not a bad thing yeah but yeah, I would I would feel like I would want something longer than a year to decide, oh, this is for me. Yeah, two of our friends were in a relationship for a while and one of them had a rule that he wouldn't consider engagement and marriage until seven years into a relationship. That's long. I was like, seven years is a long time, but I don't think that that's an unfair amount of time. Right. If you're committed to being with somebody for the rest of your life, seven years is not a lot, right. I think. But I also know me and I feel like if I felt comfortable enough to get married after a year i think that that would be a real emotion and it wouldn't be something that i would need to question Mm. i just don't foresee that happening within my own life because i guess from my previous experience it's never happened but if it did happen to the point where i was with someone i was like yeah i could see them see me getting married to them i wouldn't be afraid of it i just can't imagine it from what i experience currently this sounds so pessimistic and i don't mean it to be at all i just understand the reality of it i expect people our age or say like five years prior to our early 30s, getting divorced at least once before the end of their life. 
Yeah. If I they would. if they were to jump into a, a marriage at this point. Because I feel like you change so drastically as a person. And being in a relationship with somebody who's going to change just as drastically. Right. I think it is wise to acknowledge the fact that like you will become very different people and Mm -hmm. some people can make it through that and that's great but i think that's one of my reasons for not feeling the need to put pressure on russell or Mm -hmm. anybody that Mm -hmm. i were to be with in in that sense of like yeah i'll get i want to get married to Mm -hmm. them because i'm not dying to get married to begin with Mm -hmm. but again i wouldn't be with somebody for that long if i didn't see that type of investment with them in the future Mm -hmm. yeah like i said before without going into it like Obviously, love is a choice in my eyes, and I would want that person to have that choice. But you know me, like I said earlier last week, that I've kind of tried to have been more active in the dating realm mm-hmm. because I feel like, how am I expecting to find anyone if I'm not even putting that energy out there? And when I say that, I'm not. it's not really on my mind as much as I probably should put it on my mind. Uh-huh. But it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm lacking in that department. It's a journey to explore. So let's explore. And I guess I'm at the beginning stages of exploring it. But man, am I exhausted. And it's only been a week and a half. (laughs) Because like literally from the stuff that I've talked about on this podcast and then the stuff that I haven't talked on this podcast, I really don't see a purpose in my life for that. Mm. And it is so painful because (laughs) I'm like... I think something internal inside deep is like, yes, Brian, you want to be with someone. But then when it comes to the actual practice, I'm like, fuck no. And it's not fuck no, like in a morbid sense of being like, I'll never find someone who understands me or I'll never be with someone. But I'm like, I'm sure I could find someone. I just don't want to. Mm. And I haven't had that driving urge. As in you don't want to put in the work to finding them or you don't want to put in the work after you've found them? No, after I found them, I think the work would naturally feel like... I want to because I feel like I'm a giving person in that sense, but I don't want to put in the work leading up to it. I don't mind. Okay, let me refrain. I don't mind putting in the work. I just don't want to feel like it's work. Mm -hmm. Right? Like if I were to go on a date with someone and I've had this experience where I know it's a good date when I'm excited to go, but I know this is where my current mindset is. This is why I'm like struggling is because when I think about setting up a date with someone I don't really know to get to know each other, the thought of going on the date, I'm like, I don't even want to go. And like that excitement when you're talking to someone, when they text you, you're like, oh my God, they they messaged me. Yeah. I want that excitement. Uh-huh. I don't want to feel like, ugh, they're texting me. I have to respond. <laughs> and I feel like when I'm on dating apps like Hinge, that's where I feel like, ugh, I don't even want this to continue. Why? Why? dating apps like that because like it's just pointless conversation i was listening to the bethany frankel podcast and i feel like me and bethany are spirit (laughs) animals like we're connected we are the very the same kind of person i feel like the way she looks at the world in very hard fact efficiency let's go is how i see it and she was saying the same thing where it's like i don't want to play the nicety like i don't want that foreplay for conversation give me the meat i want to feel enriched i want to feel like i'm going there with you and Uh with me it's easy for me to get into that because i feel like i'm such an open book that nothing is off limits whether it's something that's crude inappropriate in-depth emotional uncomfortable like that's kind of where i thrive because i feel like i grow in that space I don't feel like people naturally want to go there because vulnerability is very difficult for a lot of people. When I feel like for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but being vulnerable is not difficult and I kind of like conflict and I mm-hmm. love like feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Because like I said, that's why I feel like I thrive. But when you're dating, I don't feel like people jump into that mindset right away. Mm. And it's fine because that's not a critique on the date or the person because I think naturally people don't feel that way. But like 
emotionally speaking, people who I feel like naturally people respond emotionally driven, right? When it comes to someone they love. And for them, they're thinking, I don't want to get hurt. When I'm like, I don't care if I get hurt because I know you won't hurt me. Like, whether you like me or not does not affect me. So I would rather you see the deep me so you know if you want to be invested. But I don't feel like I get the same kind of response on the opposite end. Mm -hmm. And so when we start dating or on the apps, it's just like, hey, how's it going? Good. Oh, good. What do you what do you got planned for this week? It's like being a flight attendant. Yes. Where it's like, I don't want to talk about that. Tell me about like your biggest breakup or like a time you were depressed or like what was your biggest triumph? You know, because then I feel like in that sense, I get a real sense of who a person is not like, oh, yeah, like I have two dogs, bitch. I don't give a fuck. So you want a job interview? No, that's the nicety. (laughs) If you were a fruit or vegetable, which one would you be in? Okay, let's answer that. If I I hate questions like that. Okay, well, I'm going to answer it. If I was a fruit or vegetable, what would I be? I feel like I would be a jackfruit because it's a little bit deceiving, right? Jackfruits, it's like, what am I getting into? Because I feel like people say that they haven't ever experienced someone like me before. I sound uh-huh. like I'm so narcissistic. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just going off based off of what Brian people told me. Brian Narcissist Weaver. Yes. So as Brian Narcissist Weaver, a jackfruit, because you think fruit, so you think, oh, it's sweet. But then really, no, bitch, a jackfruit is used in vegan cuisine for meat substitutes. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, it's not that sweet, but it still has a purpose. Uh-huh. And that's where I am, where it's like, you get what you need, mm. your nutrients, you move on. I don't know why I picked jackfruit, because that's so left of center, but that was the first thing that popped in my I don't head. even know what a jackfruit looks like before it's It's not. huge. Oh. It's like a huge watermelon-looking thing. When you cut into it, what does it look like? Um, Because like, I think I keep, I keep picturing dragon fruit, and I know it's not that. No, jackfruit is like fleshy, like... Think about when you kind of like scrape a pumpkin. I know that sounds weird and it's kind of like stringy. Yeah, yeah. It's like that because people use jackfruit as a substitute for like pulled pork. It has the same consistency and texture. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know, but I was having that conversation with Chikara about Mm -hmm. how we are as friends. And I was telling, he was telling me that I, it's very difficult for people to be my friend. And he said that people like you and other people in my life have talked about this. Maybe not you directly, but I feel like you would say the same thing is that I'm a very difficult person to be around because Mm -hmm. I don't take consideration for other people's emotions in the time, right? Where Mm -hmm. I'm like lacking tact or I am very aware because I think it's very evident that I'm aware of what's going on. You don't need to give me the details. I kind of get the whole picture and I can read between the lines without you telling me. But he says that I don't always practice tact or emotionally or I'm not always emotional intelligent when it comes to situations. And I had a conversation with him about that where I was like, let's reverse it. Mm. I don't exactly know how I put it. This might be vague as fuck, but that was a big insight to who I wanted to be with. Because I think what's happening is I keep drawing in people who are emotionally driven because I think I judge my life and my decisions void of emotion. Like even though I feel things, I'm very good at like not shutting it off, but like not letting that filter in what needs to be done. And I feel like because I do that, I give quote unquote good, good advice. I don't know if it's good advice, but people seem to come to me for advice. Mm -hmm. And so in the return, I feel like I, a lot of my friends are emotionally driven. Like almost all of you guys, like you are emotionally driven. Sydney's emotionally driven. Kyle, Chikara. um, I feel like Robert Robo is pretty emotionally driven. But for me, other than Kenosha, me and Kenosha are probably the most logically driven people. Kenosha's the most like you 
that I know. Yes, where I'll tell her something that I'm going through. And instead of being like, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry. She'll be like, bitch, you knew that. Like, why are you surprised? Yeah. I'm like, thank you. And that's what I would rather hear, right? Like, I don't need mm-hmm. to be coddled because then now I'm going to go on a spiral into my own emotions and feel yeah. like a victim and feel like I'm valid for what I'm feeling, which is all true, right? You're, mm-hmm. I'm valid for being upset. But I also don't want to sit in that place because I'm like, now it's going to turn nasty. So she's like, girl, that's the kind of person that person is. Like, they've done this before. And I'm like, see, that's what I need to hear is that they have. And it's no surprise. I just need to go forward knowing that whether I want to invest in that situation or not anymore. And I think going further into the dating realm, whether I find someone who's more logical, because I don't know if that's really what I need, or someone who's more emotional, at least I am aware of it, even though I was, but I can put words to it now Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, this is how I navigate through that. I think the harder thing is you, you live more off the beaten path and a lot of us haven't experienced living in that way. And so it's like hard to give you advice, even when you're open to receiving it. Right. It. Let me rephrase that. It's hard to give you advice in a way that you can receive it. Sure. Because we don't know how to do that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what I realized through this entire experience is that I need someone who can speak my language. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I... The unspoken language is your love language. Sure. (laughs) I'm so deep. So deep. So, so deep. (laughs) But with all that said, still a little bit confused. And what I have to realize too, and I'll wrap it up with this, is that my frustration with dating is because I'm not experiencing dating because I don't let myself get in these positions of dating because... Everything else was a forefront, right? If you break your life down, like spiritually, you want to be well, mentally, your health, financially, career-wise. And I feel like all those things take precedence over relationships. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm trying to dive into the relationship, I feel like I have a good understanding of myself, but I just need a better understanding of myself to explain it to someone who Mm -hmm. is ready to receive it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So that's where I'm at in this journey. So you're still single. Still single. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to mingle. Somebody just added me on um, LinkedIn. And I'll add anybody who tries to connect with me. Because I'm like, on LinkedIn, you can see your like first, second, and third degree like of separation yeah. with everybody. So I'm like, great. If some random person on the other side of the country wants to connect with me, and that can connect me with whoever else is over there, like by all means. Mm-hmm. So I connect and this guy like instantly starts messaging me. And one of his first things is like, cute, cute profile photo, by the way. And I was like, this is not a dating site. This is not that. And so my answers could not have been more platonic, short answered, like, you're like, thanks friend. I appreciate it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was like, I think he said something about, cause this was just like a week ago or so. And he's like, what do you have planned for the week? And I was like, my boyfriend and I are going to spend time with my mom and my sister. Yeah. Like I, I made sure I like introduced that. And then he was like, yeah, my boyfriend broke up with me at the beginning of the pandemic. So I've been like kind of, lo- and I'm like, girl, this is LinkedIn. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, This is for professionalism. Literally. <laughs> but um, he want to link in that bussy boo. <laughs> He's like, Cling. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind you complimenting my profile. He's pic, like, I got but... about seven inches of separation. I want to get <laughs> negative seven inches of separation. <laughs> well, I'm deep, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever bring this up with Brandon? I'm going to bring this up. What? With, I know I brought it up with you, but I haven't talked about it on the podcast because I feel like this is a good story to tell about other things. But the conversation he had about how he thought he was the one that always called it off. 
Yeah, we've, you and I have talked about it. Okay, I just want to bring this up for listeners because please, you guys weigh in. This is going to embarrass Brandon, my roommate. Mind you, he's a straight cis male, white male, yeah. Jewish, 6'4", really goofy, super nice guy. You can embarrass him. The world has created a platform by which he will always thrive. <laughs> Facts, okay? <laughs> he is so privileged in that sense. <laughs> but he he would take a piss out of this. He sometimes listens to this uh, to our podcast. Sometimes yeah. he doesn't. If he doesn't, he's missing out because I'm about to roast his ass <laughs> right now. And I hope he like... Holiday down, roast. <laughs> I hope down the line he hears this and he's like, oh my God. So one time we were sitting in the kitchen and he was talking about his dating life. And I was like... No, that, that's not the story. We were talking about his dating life because I was watching something on Netflix and it was like a dating reality show called Dating Around, which I've mentioned on here, where it's people who go on. One person who's the main character of this this episode will go on different dates and then at the end of the episode, you see who who's like. Oh, over. I watched that with David when I visited him. Oh, yeah. It's the cute. gay episode. Yeah. I really liked that I one. liked it too. Yeah. It was like awkward, but in the most raw, real way where you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. It's a really... Um, the way that they piece it together is really beautiful to watch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like it makes it feel very artistic, fake, but it is yes. very artistic and yeah. relatable. Like yes. every, even if the genders are messed, not messed up, but different than what you identify with. I still feel like you can, you can relate in yeah. some way, whether it's two girls, two guys, a guy and a girl, uh-huh. a bisexual, whatever. And then they even have like older people, younger people, all of that. Said, it's a cool show. Yes. Yeah. All of that said, Brandon was watching it real quick before he like was off doing whatever he was doing in the house. And he's like, these conversations are so weird. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, they're getting so, um, what's the word? Metaphysic or meta meta, I guess he said. Mm. And I was like, can you elaborate? Cause I don't exactly know what you mean by that. And he's like, well, they're talking about their experience as they're living their experience. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, just like that. The girl was like, oh my God, I'm having such a good time. I'm glad that I came out with you. Like, this is a really fun time. I really uh-huh. enjoyed it. And I was like, wait, why would that be bad? And he's like, I don't know. I guess that I would feel that way, but I don't necessarily think I would say it. I would just like do it through action. I was like, oh, I see. Well, wouldn't you want the person to know that you're enjoying their yeah. your time with them? Like, that would be my way of telling them. Be like, I am so glad you're here with me. I appreciate you taking your time out on this date yeah. or whatever the case. He's like, yeah. I guess. And he's like, but that's only one thing. Like, they're talking about their exes. He's like, that's weird to talk about on a first date. And I was like, I always talk about that on the first date. I do too. And he's like, well, maybe it's like an older thing, like 30-year-old. And I was like, no, this girl is 25. Yeah. And I was like, he was he at the time was 24. But I was like, you guys are the same age. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess I never really talked about that. I was like, I feel like you asking about someone's ex not necessarily being like tell me about your ex yeah but more so like oh the last time you were in a relationship what happened happened? yeah Yeah. um how were you guys in the relationship because i was like questions like that tell me a good insight Mm -hmm. as to what i'm getting into as a person i'm dating right Right. and especially if like it was something like oh they didn't understand me because x y and z and then you understand their communication style or somewhat maybe emotionally how they see situations or even if like there's red flags within that Mm -hmm. um and it's still pretty surface, but I think those get deep enough to where you can get into a deeper level because you're obviously there to understand the person and how they are in a relationship because that's the goal, right? At the yeah. end of the day. I got to put a real quick stop to Russell, everything he was going to lay a hand on me because he and his ex had gotten in a physical fight. And I was like, I wish you would dare touch me in a exactly. physical fight. I was like, that is not how I date. That is not how I will yes. ever date or be in a relationship. And even though that's 
clear in an extreme case, but like not that Russell right. was ever thinking, oh, I'm going to hit this motherfucker. Right, exactly. But at least going forward, you're like, no, that's that's a hard out for me hard from out. the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. even if we get to a discrepancy and you ever decide to get physical, uh-huh. you know that that is never going to be okay in this relationship yeah. and it's a hard out. Yeah. So you never have that conversation later I mean, again, that's an extreme case because totally. I don't think yeah. that anyone would be like, well, we need to talk about it because I think that'd be mm. a hard out for quite a few people. And in Russell's defense, he's only ever hit anybody back who hit him first. Sure. So that, I just no, felt you put the need to back there. that. Nope, nope. He's a, you're, you're dating an con- ex-convict. <laughs> you're dating an ex-convict Wait, but I will from say, fucking... Where does he live, Chino? I threw, I threw him off so hard because the first... <laughs> one of the first times we were having sex at his face... I was into it and I like got a little aggressive. A little bit. He like almost squared up with me while I was riding his dick. <laughs> and I was like, don't hit me. I'm sorry. I was like, I know we talked about this, but I was like, sex is a little bit different. Like, it's consensual. He's like, well, I didn't consent. I was like, okay, fair enough. You're right. How are you going to hit an adaptive athlete with his missing fingers? That's fucked up. It's not a fair fight. Anyways, so we were talking about this with Brandon. Or I was talking about this with Brandon, yeah. and I was just kind of like, okay, what do you talk about on a date to know that you like this person? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, what do you have this this girl that you're dating? Like, what are some of the things that you like to ask or talk about? And he's like, well, I like to know if she can tell, like, stories, like a good communicator. And I was like, okay, well, I don't, I understand a good communicator, but, like, what do you mean by stories? He's like, like, if she's funny, um, I would want her to tell me, like, how how things are in her life and stuff. And if I laugh and things like that, I'm like, but what does that have to do with anything of who she is as a person or in a relationship? He's like, well, because if I was like out at a bar with her, I wouldn't have to worry about her like being alone because she could like handle herself and kind of like be social. And I was like, well, this is why people get divorced. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, okay, I get, I was like, I get what you're going for, but I don't understand why that would translate. But I was like, Maybe I'm just understanding you incorrectly or, like, I just need more information about it. But I was like, let me ask you this. Have you had a lot of second dates? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so how many second dates have you had? And he's like, well, it's kind of one of those things. Like, say if I go on 10 dates, like, two of them will go to second dates. And if those two, maybe one of them will go to a third date. And I'm like, oh, are these all dates that, like, you wanted a second date or did they want a second date? And he's like, oh, no, I, I asked every single time. Um, and if it wasn't a second date, it was because I didn't want it. And I was like, oh, how do you know that, like, you called it off? And he was like, well, I don't know how it is in the gay world, but in the straight world, if the man doesn't ask for a second date, it's, it's safe to assume that, like, he's not interested. And I was like, hold up, wait, <laughs> what? And he said it again. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Because I was like, what happens if she didn't want a second date and she didn't reach out and you saying you didn't want to reach out or you just ghosted her. You guys were both on the same page and it was just a wash. Like no one really didn't want a second date. Yeah. Both of you guys didn't want a second date. And he's like, no, I'm pretty sure everyone I went on a date with, he's like, I see what you're saying. That could definitely be a possibility, but I think it's safe to assume that the guy would be the one to be the one to ask on a second date. And I was like, okay, well let me play devil's advocate. I was like, yes, I'm in a gay relationship, so it's not a straight relationship. But two things, 
one, as a gay relationship, we don't have those standards. So yeah. who is the one to call it off if we're both guys? I yeah. was like, I don't think that matters, Brandon. I think if someone wanted to see you again, they would want to see you again. And I was yeah. like, and secondly, I have a ton of girlfriends. I don't think girls will say, hey, I want to get together again. But they definitely will reach out and be like, hey, how's it been? Mm-hmm. What have you been up to this week? So that they know that the communication's there. And then naturally, it will go into let's see each other again. But I don't think they'd be like, I want to go on a date with you again. Because mm-hmm. that, again, like you're saying, implying is the gender role which I agree, but I still think a girl would reach out if she was interested. And he's like, uh, maybe, but I don't think so. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm crazy because (laughs) like he said it with so much confidence that I was like, oh, maybe I'm crazy. His crazy eyes made you feel crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I felt crazy girl. Like the way he's staring at me. So I was like, oh, I'm crazy. And so then I was like, let me do some research before I try to like knock this claim down. Cause I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, you're right. I'm not in a straight relationship. Maybe we're not that far off in age. So I was like, maybe things have changed X, Y, and Z, whatever. I, I can play the fool. I don't care. So I'm like asking all my girlfriends and they're like, no, I would for sure reach out. Maybe not, like you said, not ask for a second date, but be like, Hey, how are things? Oh, good. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So then I come back and this is right before he went on a second date with this girl uh-huh. or he just ended a first date with this girl. Right. Okay. And so this is kind of where it was happening. Cause he was going to go on a second date and we were talking about dating. Da, 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 da. So then long story short, Two, three weeks later, I'm like, oh, wait, how did that date go? Like, are you getting a second date? And he was like, it's funny enough, as I was saying, I never, like, get shot down. I asked her on a second date, and he, she told me she didn't want to see me again. And I was like, no way. And he, he was like, yeah. Uh, he, she just said that it was more of, like, a platonic thing. And I was like, oh, interesting. And so I was like, and Brandon, not to, like, shoot you while you're down, but I did my research, and... I want to let you know that girls do reach out if they yeah. want to see you again. So I think that it's not safe for you to assume that you didn't want a second date and you shot all these girls down. Because I think what happened is you just weren't interested. So you didn't reach back out. But I feel like if you were to reach back out, they probably would have shot you yeah. down again. So just to add salt to the wound. And I, I knew he was fine. So I wasn't being an asshole. Like I love to just like troll his ass. Yeah. I think it was like for reparations for being gay and picked on. <laughs> I was like, this this straight motherfucker's going down because you a tall, white, cis, straight male. The and you won't let me suck your dick. And you won't let me motherfucking suck your dick. <laughs> Fuck that. Let me tear your ass down. So then I was like, so you got shot down 10 times from your analogy. <laughs> I was like, you got shot down 10 times. Such a bitch. dick. But with that said, right? Am I crazy for thinking that? No, I, I agree. Right? Yeah. But it was funny because I was like, damn, I wish I had the confidence that he has. Being a white, tall, straight male in America, I was like, damn. To be like, I shot down a dozen girls. Literally. Could you imagine? When you don't feel something with somebody, well, let's say like in future retrospect Mm -hmm. or looking forward because you don't have much experience. But (laughs) I know what you're going to ask. And yes, I always tell them I'm not interested, even if they don't reach out. Reach out. Yeah. Like always after the date, if I'm not interested. How do you follow up? I'll be like, hey, thank you so much for like meeting me i really enjoyed my time uh i just want to be clear i don't know if this is going to be anything for me if you're still interested i don't mind going on a second date but for me i feel like it's not really there i'm always up for it because i know the first dates can be awkward but i don't know if i necessarily felt anything most cases people aren't going to go on a second date because i think it's clear that i'm like I don't, I really don't mean it to be patronizing where I'm like trying to let them down easy because that's not the case. I truly do believe that message was loud and clear. I was just waiting for you to be like, the flight attendants will walk through the aisle with a card if you want to apply for our American Express corporate <laughs> card. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, that was so like uh, blunt. Like, it was so um, like rehearsed. 
Oh, you think so? Yeah, it sounded so like, this is what I say. I say. Well, I, because honestly, <laughs> it's happened almost every time I've been on a date. Oh. And So if, you're Brandon. I'm Brandon. I, I got that confidence. <laughs> no, but like, I'm not kidding. Every time I've gone on a date, I've always gotten a second date. But mm. I'm the one to typically say I don't want to see them again. And I, I truly mean that because like I said, I always reach out even if I'm not into it. Yeah. And like one of the Tinder dates... Which is funny because I still see him on Hinge. So I'm like, oh, okay. We both in the same pot. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, who's still out there? Okay, cute. We both single. Awesome. You should be able to like wave at somebody or like, <laughs> but, not, but not not in like a romantic yeah, way. Yeah, be like, yeah. hey, girl, I see you. You still up, <laughs> you still good out there? Yeah. Um, but this together. I felt bad because he was like, honestly, uh, he's like, I actually really enjoyed my time. Um, it's unfortunate that you didn't seem to enjoy it as much as I did. I don't want to be presumptuous, but could you please let me know why maybe mm. I didn't like, you know, mm. interest you. And I was like, I actually really do appreciate you saying that because I think that we had that conversation too, that we're very aware of ourselves yeah. and like, you know, those awkward conversations I don't mind having. And I would want to do the same thing if I like someone to be like, what was it that kind of put you off? Yeah. And I was like, I actually really appreciate you asking that question. I was like, for me, I just think, I don't see it going further because I, you're very nice, but I don't think we have stuff in common. And quite frankly, I just don't feel like there was a spark there mm. sexually or physically. I didn't really feel the need to like, want to like kiss you or anything. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that's kind of important. And to me, if you were, if this wasn't a dating sense and we weren't set up to meet each other in a dating sense, it would have been a different situation because mm -hmm. I think we had lovely conversation and as a friend thing, it would be great. Yeah. But because there's this sense of like sexualness that needs to happen because that is where your mind should go. And please, I could be completely off base with this, which is why I'm like single. But if I don't feel that, I'm like, eh. and he was like, no, I appreciate that. He's like, what did I, did I not seem like I was in pictures as I did when I showed up? And I was like, a little bit. Mm. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think, I think, every, and I said this, I was like, I think everyone puts their best foot forward. And I'm not saying that you dropped in physicality or you looked ugly, but you just weren't what was in the pictures. But again, I didn't say this to him, but in my head I was thinking I wasn't completely sold on what was in the pictures either, but I was like, you seem nice enough. Yeah. And so I went on the date, but I wasn't expecting someone who was like a 10 and got a three. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. oh, he's like a good seven, but like a 6.5, maybe a six showed up, which is completely within the realm of, yeah, that's okay. Mm. <laughs> I would be so mad if I was on a dating app and I went on a date with someone who showed up looking completely different than their photo. Mad? Yeah. Yeah, I would be mad. That's so deceiving I, to I somebody. I don't, know if I, I don't know if anger would be the first feeling that I would get, but I would definitely question it to be like, you seem a little bit dishonest you know like yeah. there's something sitting within you that's you're not happy with how you look currently that you feel the need to like post photos that paint yeah. you in a different picture yeah would that be like catfishing almost uh no not necessarily because it's not like they're not showing up i will say there's a term called hat fishing which i didn't realize but you know as we're getting older men at our age me included our hairlines change we yeah. bald da 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 I guess it's a term where people, guys who are balding wear hats and everything. And when they take it off, they look completely different, which I mm. like completely understand. So in my dating profile, I was like, no, you're getting me every which <laughs> motherfucking way. I have hats on and I'm like, oh, I look good in this photo. But then I'm like, no, I need to put a picture where I'm bald right. so people don't question it. <laughs> and it's like stupid shit like that where I'm like, this is exhausting. Like I shouldn't have to On have a dating app, 
Well, on Hinge, for instance, can you link your social media? You can, yeah. Okay. And I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, I want you guys to see a good picture of what I am. And I even go as far as to, like, ask other people to look at my dating profile and be like, hey, would you swipe? Mm. Or if you wouldn't, like, what would be a problem? Or if you see anything in there that's like, oh, that's annoying. But I feel like I get good feedback where people are like, oh, you got a good, well-rounded look at who you are as a person. The photos are very dynamic. And even, like, in Hinge, you answer questions. And I feel like... The stuff that I, the way I answer the question is very authentic to who I am and very on brand. So I feel like people mm. say, yeah, no, this is exactly who you are. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm glad. But the people I match with, or because you can see who likes you, which is different than Tinder. Like you can't yeah. see who liked you until you match, right? But this one, it'll show you who liked your profile and which part of the profile you liked. And every time I look. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Every time I look, I'm like, no, I would never date you. Mm. It's kind of sad. Like, I feel bad for saying that because it's obviously, like, a physical thing most cases. And I'm not saying I'm a 10, but I'm also not a 3, okay? And I feel like 3s are really, really reaching out. And then it makes me question and be like, oh, fuck, maybe I'm a 3. Am I a 3? So anyways, guys, the best <laughs> gift that you can give us is liking, rating, subscribing. Ah, I'm a 3! <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Wait, am I a three? No. What would you give me a, a rating on? You can be honest. Out of ten. I'd give you a seven. You're a solid seven. I, you know what? I would but act- I see myself as like a seven. I was just going to say, I, seven's, yeah. seven's fair. I would, because, I would give myself a seven. Because I will say, this is not... Um, like a ten to me would be some guy that you see... Uh, running down the street in West Hollywood, and that's not my type. But in 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 the terms of like how society has sculpted like a ten to look, right. that's why I would say like we would sit more around a seven as opposed to like a ten. But I don't want to be with a ten. Like a ten you know? would be like a Michael B. Jordan. Oh yes, or like a, uh-huh. a Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a Rock Dwayne Johnson. Oof. Or Jason Samoa. I thought you were going to say Derulo, and I'm here for that, too. <laughs> Jason Derulo. Yeah. Uh, a, yeah. A younger Brad Pitt. A younger Denzel. Even an older Brad Pitt. Yeah. A George Clooney. Mm. Yeah, I would say those are 10s. Well, yeah, in that sense, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would yeah. say a 7. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I <laughs> Did you think you were that. higher? Huh? Would you say that you were higher? No, I would give myself a 7. Okay. For sure. I would give myself a 7. I, I feel like I'm not... Okay, if you put it in terms of population... What I say, if I'm giving myself a five, that means I'm more attractive than 50% of the people out in the world. And I feel like that's a lie, but in a good way for myself. Like I'm more arrogant in that sense because I'm like, when I'm walking down the aisle on a plane, I'm like, there are so many fucking ugly people who fly out in this Mm -hmm. world. Just in the world in general. Yeah. That sounds so fucked up. But you know what? I don't (laughs) care. It is fucked up. There are ugly people outside in this world. Yeah. And so when I put it in that sense, I'm like, yeah. If I'm a seven, that means I'm more attractive than 70% of people in this world. And I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say I am. Because, you know, like like I said earlier about the Lizzo thing, we don't ever give ourselves props when mm. we should. And the self-deprecating idea of how we should see ourselves is usually what fits or what yeah. works. And people get uncomfortable with that, quote unquote, confidence or cockiness. Mm-hmm. In this moment, if you think it's cocky or confident, I don't give a fuck. I think I'm a seven. Yeah. Look at me trying to like undo the trauma that I just heard. I'm a seven. And then now I'm like, yeah, I'm a seven. <laughs> I'm a strong seven. Bitch, I'm a three. 
<laughs> I was thinking about that today. Uh, I'm, I'm almost out of face lotion. Uh-huh. And I buy my product from Kiehl's. And I was thinking, like, ugh, I could find so much less expensive face lotion. Because the one that I get is, like, 50 bucks. Uh-huh. But it lasts me over six months. Yeah. And I'm like, and this product works really well. And that's just like one of the products that I use. But I was like, this is an investment in the way that I want to present myself to people. And when I, all tea, all shade, but no tea, no no shade. When I look at other people that I grew up with, I'm Girl. like, the investment was worth it. Girl. In my opinion. Girl. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because literally when I got off social media and then re-downloaded Instagram, I was like, I need to catch up, right? Mm. Like, I want to see what people have been up to, see if I missed out. Didn't miss out. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't miss out. I was looking at people. I was like, oh, the quarantine really fucked your shit, uh, rocked your world. And it kind of made me feel better because I was like, oh, we're all in it together. Not like made me feel better where I was like, oh, I'm better than everyone else. But I was like, oh, no, we're all good. Yeah, We Gucci. But yes, very much so. And then side note. You need to look up dupes for Kiehl's. Look up one. Kiehl's oh, actually, like, if you look at skincare, is not the best brand. They actually use a lot of ingredients yeah. that aren't necessarily necessary for skincare yeah. for the what you're looking for. But I had the same experience too because I use Youth to the People their uh, green tea cleanser, their mm-hmm. superfood cleanser, which I absolutely fucking love, and I love that brand because they're super sustainable. Everything's in glass. They try to do away with waste. Mm-hmm. You can get refillable things. La di da di da. Stand by it. But like you said, their cleanser is really expensive. Yeah. So I looked and I switched over to CeraVe, which is mm-hmm. just the Target brand, and it's been a dupe for a lot of things because a lot of people are like, yeah, for drugstore amazing yeah and literally i get like twice the amount of product for a third of the price mm-hmm. and i've been trying it out and i actually don't mind the way my skin looks mm. so look into it i just love that everybody at kills is a doctor that's <laughs> stupid <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in their white lab coats yeah their white lab coats and then you get greeted by that skeleton in the coat yeah, I you're love like, it with the glasses ooky, ooky. <laughs> <laughs> this is a vibe <laughs> stupid <laughs> so yeah. as a three i'm signing out <laughs> <laughs> Simple things that interfere A day, a week, a month, a year We bring it up for a reason Simply put the sins in season Okay, so for my in-season this week, it happened by chance Just a few hours ago When I picked up my fuzzy sweater I literally bought my sweater and as i was walking out saw a mannequin with slippers on and i was like oh i didn't even realize that they sold slippers and as it's been getting colder in the house i was like i want something that covers my feet more because i've just been wearing my birkenstocks and which is weird that you use your birkenstocks as house slippers those are not house slippers i know but i don't wear those out now because my feet get too chilly like once the sun goes down so i'm like just wearing them in here. I and, know, but still. But I'm also getting my money's worth because that shit was expensive. <laughs> I don't know if you bought real Birkenstocks. Yeah, I know. Birkenstocks are so yeah. expensive. Um, uh, oh, so anyways, I like turned back around. And I'm like, where are the men's slippers? Like, I went through the whole men's section. I didn't see any. I didn't realize all their slippers are unisex. Mm. So they were in the women's section. So I walked over and I was going to get like fuzzy ones that match my blue sweater, but they didn't have my size. And then I saw a little like sale section and they were five bucks off and I got a pair of like super comfortable slippers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just like very simplistic. I try to wear slippers around the house, but it's not my thing. I don't know Mm. why. It's a very Asian thing to wear slippers. My mom always wore slippers in the house, but for whatever reason, shoes in the house really don't do it for me. Mm. And I'd rather have cold feet. Oh no. But my feet don't get cold. 
my my feet feel my hands right now let me feel my extremities get like oh, yeah. very cold very quickly um so this actually my feet were really warm in them before we started recording yeah. but yeah they say that if you keep your core hot your extremities will stay warm but because your core temperature is dropping your extremities go first because your organs are towards your core yeah. that you want everything in between to be warm. Mm. So just do a few jumping jacks, girl. Get that heart pumping. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. For me, as we said earlier, as the year end is coming near, I love a little bit of reflection. Mm. But in order to do that, I really like to look. The girl I see. A three. Staring straight back at me. I love getting rid of shit that I don't need. So I was planning on one of these days that I just have a full day where I don't have to do anything. I'm going to go through the house and get rid of everything that I can. Literally as much as I can. Because, you know, like my strategy is if I go through it and I see it and I'm like, I did not know this was here. Get rid of it. Mm. It's not about finding it again. You'd be like, Oh, I, I remember buying this. I could use it. I'm like, bitch, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I need to do because I was just thinking of like one, that junk drawer. And I was like, there's so much shit I can get rid of. In oh, there. the console table. Yeah. Console yeah. table. And then a lot of stuff in my actual closet. I'm like, I don't wear this anymore. I want to mm-hmm. get rid of it. And have you ever read Marie Kondo? No, I know all about it. But like what brings you joy, blah, 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 blah. I think the big thing that she said in that book that like really made it easy for me to get rid of shit is that instead of being greedy, she didn't put in these words, but this is how I saw or interpreted it is like instead of being greedy and being like, oh, this is mine. I paid for it. I'm not getting my money's worth. Just be more like I got the use of what I needed it in the moment that I had it. So let me let it go. You know, yeah. cause you, you look at a lot of stuff where you like buy these sweaters and things that you said. And then, yeah. uh, as you, as trends change or whatever, you're like, Oh, this isn't necessarily something I like anymore. You get mad that you purchased it, but you're like, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It gave me what I needed. Let me let it go. And hopefully it goes to someone who can get joy out of yeah. it too. And with that said, I was like, I can give as much shit away as I want. Mm. And yeah, with that, I'm about to get rid of so much shit around this house. Starting with my roommate who thinks he ain't going to pay in December. <laughs> Rent-free December. <laughs> um, I will say, I one of those processes where my mind goes through like 13 thoughts in like the matter of two mm-hmm. seconds. I was in my car today on 2nd Street and this homeless guy pulled out his dick next to my car and just started peeing on one of the trees on the sidewalk. Broad daylight at like 2 p.m. He knew you were gay. He knew you were into that. I wanted to see it, but I was like, the fuck? And Did then you I'm see like, his pee uh, he was a little in front of my car. So at one point he kind of turned, I saw the head of it and then he turned back. Was it nice? No, well, all I can think of is what the smell is. <gasps> Ooh, and you know, I love dirty. Boys. So it was delicious. <laughs> Did looking. you give him my number? You know, I'm on hand. <laughs> Does he want a three? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. You better roll down that window next time. Be like, excuse me, sir. Are you into threes? <laughs> what if he's like nothing below a four? <laughs> then I'm like, okay, roll your window up next, <laughs> next home. And I'll try it. Tell him I have Fair. a house for him, Fair. a spare bedroom. <laughs> I'm going to tell him rent's free in December. <laughs> first month's free, December. If you move in December, first month's free. <laughs> free for three. <laughs> Was that it? Yep. <laughs> I'm getting off of this. My ego is bruised. <laughs> like the banana when it car- caramelizes and it gets a little bruised every couple inches. You know what that's called? Full, Full circle. circle. <laughs> you know what that is? Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> Bitch, it's you know what? I'm over this. You, you do the outro. 
Okay, guys, as always, as always, thank you so much for listening. The best present that you could give us <laughs> as an early Christmas present and as a present to Brian's mom for her birthday in March is liking, rating, subscribing, making us famous, and bringing us a paycheck. Ooh, a paycheck. If you, <laughs> okay. If you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at FruitsNextPod. And you can always email us at FruitsNextPod at gmail.com. On that, I'm going to take this three. <laughs> I'm going to add my seven, and we're about to make the perfect ten. That's what tens I Tens across yes, the board. bitch. Tens across the board. Uh, oh. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>